All right. This is the A. This is Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is the A, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay! <laughs> we have a wonderful guest, the magnificent Marla Cox, who is a uh, an actress and singer. Uh, you are in rehearsals for... Uh, Pippin. Pippin. Thank at you very Pippin. much. At Marin Musical Theater. Yeah. I'm going to adjust for Tell us again. You're, you're in rehearsals for what? A Pippin for at Pippin. Marin Musical Theater. Yeah, that's right. You oh. will be Fastrata. I will be Fastrata, yeah. the conniving evil stepmother. <laughs> yes. And also, uh, you you were cast for La Caja Faux. So where's yes. that being played at? Um, mm. At Sunnyville Community Players. Nice. Yeah. Have you uh, have you acted in any of those places before, Norman? Mm-mm. No? No. Yeah. I don't think Marin's been that around that long. No, Marin Musical Theater is only two years. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Marla, of course, was my Nia in the musical Nia, so that's how you and I know each other, so and you were just fantastic. Well, we should definitely spend some more time talking about that. <laughs> that sounds good. No, I, I really think so. Yeah. No, I think, uh, you know, you and I were talking, Marla, during the Christ- the Thanksgiving holiday. Hopefully mm-hmm. everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. 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 Survived. Yeah. Survived. No fights. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I were talking about just your life history, and I don't know how much of that you want to share, but I think it's an interesting history. Mm-hmm. Any case, uh, as I always begin, how was your week? It was Thanksgiving. Yeah, you are no longer Polonius. Yet you, have to say you Polonius finished. So it was. So we had Sunday matinee. Yeah. Polonius finishes. Yeah. I turn around on Monday. I do playground. Yeah. So I'm directing mm-hmm. a short piece for playground Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, which means I had to turn around, grab a script, get ready to direct a bunch of people, and <laughs> wow. it was performed oh. that night. Wow. So that was intense. And mm-hmm. then Tuesday went. I just feel like I was. I couldn't wait for the holiday just so I could stop running my car. I don't think my car moved yesterday. <laughs> Is I'm that like, right? Hey, yeah. <laughs> finally. Yeah, I guess so. it needed needed some work. Did you and Marla stay at home? Did you cook or did you go leave and go with friends? Cooked. Um, I made some mulled wine, so this was actually oh. the last of the mulled oh. wine. Mm, that sounds good. Um, See, you didn't even bring any for us. Oh, well. <laughs> I, there, there was only enough for one. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. No, th- no, that's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, we stayed home. Uh, and it's so weird because... You're hearing the news reports of all the travel. This is a big year for travel. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And I experienced some of it that day or so before. Traffic was just yeah. horrible everywhere. Speaking of which, there is some current events. I think it's Southwest. I had heard on the route that they apparently they want black people to uh, boycott, I think – it's Southern Airlines. There's, there's a or Delta, maybe in one of those airlines. I know oh. it was American. Yeah, it was American. Yeah, mm. okay. NAACP put out a notice on that. Did you hear about this? No, it's, uh, no. I've never seen that happen ever. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they did it for publicity purposes, or I guess they're just treating, according to the NAACP, black people wrong. Who knows mm-hmm. if that's really? I mean, mm-hmm. I've only captured. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things with airlines where it depends on where you're going. Mm-hmm. You, a lot of you don't have yeah. a choice in where you right. go. If you're going down the south. You're taking Southwest Airlines. If you go on to Chicago, I think this mic needs to come down just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Right there? Yeah. We'll talk into it. There. Yeah. Okay. Sounds, sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah. Great. But in any case, if you're going to like, I always go to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and I usually connect via Chicago, so that's United. Right. And usually I don't have a, sh- a choice in there. When mm-hmm. I used to visit my mom when she uh, lived, it was um, Alaska Airlines. So I'm not sure if we have much of a choice in what airlines you you take. Well, right? there are hubs, so I yeah. would imagine there's. You know, there's primary mm-hmm. carriers and then other folks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah that's I, try, true. I do Virgin America. So. Oh, Virgin America. Yeah, you I you prefer them. those? Mm-hmm. But Is what the is the boycott about? <clears throat> um, well, they said it was a warning that if you, do, if you don't want to be treated 
inappropriately uh, as a black person mm-hmm. don't use this airline. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't made national news. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things the NAACP wanted to make national news. Right. They wanted to push the narrative, but mm-hmm. it's like a fire. Right. It, it yeah, because it's been a, at least a month. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. But I did hear about that. Um, I haven't heard a lot of current events, but I'm glad that we've had, you know, we've, you and I, we've been talking. We've had a bunch of folks on the A to talk about sexual harassment. And, you know, right. we've talked about mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey and Louis C.K., but we haven't had a lot of women. We did have Kathleen Antonia yeah. that one time. But I wanted to sort of bring someone else in, so I'm glad, you know, that that you're on, Marla. I just saw an audition notice for um, the response from women, the short plays in regards to the Me Too. Oh, uh, is that right? Movement. Oh, the yeah. sil- um, uh, scenes of silence. Me Too. Hmm? I, I didn't see the title. Yeah. Ah. Wow. So what were they talking about? Is just just a protest or just what, what was going on? They were going to do short plays. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's that's a fantastic. series of them. Well, mm-hmm. and this is one of my shout outs because mm-hmm. there's a series of them coming up at um, Piano Fight. Uh, oh, is that right? A couple right? of weeks, yeah. Hmm. Good old Piano Fight. They, I, I mean, they yeah. are on a roll. They're just doing all They're sorts wonderful. of cool stuff. I think I'm in it, so <laughs> let me see if I can pull it up <laughs> and, and get the information. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, you know, it's a holiday, so things slow down a little bit. Mm hmm. <laughs> Very, very cool. Yeah, so um, let's jump into a little bit of current events. I mean, Marla, what do you think about what's been going on? I mean, it seems like every day Mm -hmm. there's something. Even George Herbert Walker Bush, you know, now there's another woman who says, oh, he touched me too, and he wasn't 92 years old. You know, he was Mm -hmm. a... You know, young strapling guy. Right. I mean, does it shock you? As a man, it shocks me, but it may not shock you as a oh, woman. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, mm. Um, mm. I was seventeen when I went into the military. Mm-hmm. My first company commander. I was the clerk for a six hundred man uh, company. Wow! And um, I worked with a female master sergeant mm-hmm. from the original WAC Army, mm-hmm. and then I had a first sergeant. Really lovely people, and then I had a black company commander over the whole company. Mm-hmm. He was married, um, and every time that they would leave and I would take something in Mm -hmm. to have him sign, he would try to kiss me. Wow. And I was really afraid. It took me a while to even say something, and you understand why people don't. Now, this was back in the 80s. Right, right. Um, So I finally, you know, said something. My master sergeant female believed me, but, of course, they questioned you, and he denied it, Mm -hmm. and so they moved me. To a different and that's company. how they solved it, mm-hmm. and that's how they solve it. So, I'm not surprised by the number, and I'm not surprised that people have waited so many years to talk about it. Um, yeah, and it's happening to men too. I don't know right. if you've seen that on the internet. Sure, people are coming out. <coughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, if you look at the number of women that responded to the Me Too, mm-hmm. as I mm-hmm. saw <laughs> close friends, friends of close friends, family right. members of women saying Me Too, because mm-hmm. I said Me Too, yeah. mm-hmm. then you have to think about um, how many of these men in these families right. and the acquaintances are the ones Co-workers, doing the act. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it's astounding, actually. Uh, yeah. I think every woman that I know said me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. are you surprised by because it, it seems like there's an explosion in 2017 of just women coming forward? I mean, they, it didn't happen last year, or the year before, or whatever. It's almost as if someone just dropped a, a jar, I and think all of a sudden, Trump, phew, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, Trump, I, I think the yeah. the people seeing how um, how he treats his own wife and. Mm-hmm. Has spoken about women in the past. His daughter. 
yeah. has, I think it's just emboldened women to step out and they don't want this kind of person in power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it's not, I don't know. I don't know what's behind the reason why this is all happening now. Yeah. But I mean, I think Weinstein sort of opened something up. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's ironic. It's yeah. a little strange that Bill Cosby didn't do it. Right. It's as if there's a black thing. Oh, well, yeah, you know how. I, I would expect Bill Cosby or even R. Kelly, but all of a sudden Weinstein, who's very mm-hmm. powerful but white right. individual, right. Mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that it didn't, and then all of a sudden, the movement. exactly, yeah, mm-hmm. which is a little bit, um, but I'm s- a little taken aback by that. Um, well, yeah, you don't get to pick who who <laughs> leads yeah. the way, <laughs> right, right, yeah. So I, I I don't know if I'm a conspiracy theorist or not, but what, what, what I feel think? like. Um, it's all in the timing. I, I'm reading a book right now, and I can't remember the author's name. What's the book called? Oh, I wish I could. I can't remember. Oh, okay. What's what's it about? Um, well, it's written by the gentleman who also has done worked with Marvel for some of the recent. Stanley. You, you guys um, are going to know his name. It's an, it's an African name. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, he talks uh, specifically about Bill Cosby and his effect on the black community in certain areas. Oh, and of stuff. course. So, you just never know yeah. the reasons why uh, something didn't happen with yeah. one person. Well, I, remember Fel- I don't know if it's because I remember when black. Felicia Rashad, you know, basically defended him until right. she couldn't defend him anymore. Right. Yeah. But what's interesting is he still didn't get convicted. No. Even with all that. Hung jury. <laughs> right. Wow. But, you know, Weinstein is out of a job and Spacey is out of a job and right. now Louis C.K. There are other people coming forward. Now there's a second woman for Al Franken. Oh, there's more forward. than a second. Oh, more than a second. Yeah. See, I saw another one today. I was oh, like, goodness. really? Yeah. I think people are just being brought to be accountable. Right. Um, yeah. It, well, that's, and that's the amazing what thing. What I don't know. like, though, is mm-hmm. that now anybody can speak out and ruin somebody's life. <clears throat> so you have to be very careful. Oh, if it's you, not you true. Some people who may have ulterior motives, yeah. yeah. If it's not true, don't, yeah. don't say anything. And I've had women, especially, you know, I work in the DA's office, and mm-hmm. uh, usually they say always trust the victim unless, you know, there's reason not to. But mm-hmm. you can never you can never say, well, I don't know if that's really true or not. You know, it's not the job, especially the prosecutor. You know, if right. someone comes forward, if someone right. does a police report, you follow it through. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you let... You, you you let the evidence push it where right. it, where it's going to go. Well, that's it's interesting to see the way people are responding to Senator Franken, because the woman said it. He acknowledged it and apologized. She said yeah. she accepted the apology, mm-hmm. and suddenly they wouldn't let it go. Though they had to keep blowing it up into something else. Mm-hmm. And so you see mm-hmm. these interesting debates. And what I love is, I. I try to stay out of it as much as I can, but every now and then a woman will post something Mm -hmm. trying to not directly defend him, but kind of defend him. And I'm like, you know what? Let's, I think these are bad things. Mm -hmm. So you got to accept that these are bad things. Right. And you can't back away from that or try to excuse it. Mm -hmm. But on the scale of bad. Yeah. There's a lot more bad that we know about, oh, including sure. the man in the White House, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that we know about, that mm-hmm. there are witnesses to, right. that there mm-hmm. is evidence of. Yeah. And so let's have, a, you know, let's not just go off of the accusation. Let's have an investigation. Right. And then let's have an appropriate response. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm sorry, <coughs> I, as much as I would want to like Franken, mm-hmm. yeah. if Franken got to go, he got to go. But if Franken got to go, there's a whole lot of people above him that need to go. I do wonder what the appropriate punishment is. I mean, I think if someone is accused of something like 
all of us have been punished. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you and I, we've been talking, we've talked about corporal punishment, you know, when right. we were kids, you know. Right. Dear old dad didn't spare the belt. So sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to take the lick if you right. did something wrong. Right. Deal with the punishment and then life goes on. Mm-hmm. What is the proverbial lick here? You know, right. should, let's say, Louis C.K. never do comedy ever again? Although what he did was, you know, pretty extreme. I mean, you know. I don't think it's that he shouldn't do comedy again. Can you watch him? Can you listen to him? Can mm-hmm. you laugh yeah. with that in your mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know who killed it. I think I would be mm-hmm. sitting there going, dude, you're just creeping me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, but give him time. Pee Wee Herman lost his career mm-hmm. yeah. off of private time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not messing with anybody else. Right. And yet he was able to eventually yeah. come back. I, I did, saw the Pee Wee yeah. sequel mm-hmm. last year. I was like, oh, wow, this is great. And I was so thrilled yeah. that he got to come back. Mm-hmm. I didn't even mention Charlie Rose. And Charlie Rose <laughs> oh, is even, yeah. e- even yeah. more egregious yeah. because he even talked about sexual harassment yeah. as a reporter. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, oops, me too. And then, yeah. and then his apology was Well, and another. that's what I'm saying. It's like there's another side of the me too. Right. Right, right. That I, don't, I think people would be frightened Mm-hmm. If men came out, not the Me Too that women are saying, but yeah. the Me Too, I am I did one this. of those I that did, have I done that it. in my lifetime, <coughs> yeah. that it, people would be frightened by the number of men that come out and say they have mm-hmm. inappropriately done yeah. something. I mean, it, it's funny. I, I, uh, there's, a, there's a lady that I'm sort of uh, seeing. Her name is Sally, and she and I were talking via Skype. She's in India, and she says, you know, they're all over 50 years old. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not hearing about any younger individuals. Not saying that there aren't any That's younger now, folks. Though. Oh, we know. Right, exactly. Right. Who knows? Maybe 20 years from now, you know, we'll, right. they'll have another slew of folks. Well, and a but lot I, of these stories are coming from when these women were yes, 20 right. years old. Right, right. exactly. And the men were but I do wonder if there was a time period where that was okay. The Don Draper period or, you know, Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner then. period is what sure. I was calling it. I was saying it's ironic that he died because all of this stuff is like. <laughs> All the stuff right. that was given the wink, right. yeah. suddenly the wink is just not as acceptable. Mm-hmm. Right, right. No, but I right. can think about how my dad, I mean, I love my dad, and you know, uh, dad, I'm not throwing you under the bus or whatever, but mm. I remember when he and I would talk about dating and stuff, he's like, hey, did you get any? Right. How, how'd you do? Right. And I know if I were a woman, mm-hmm. he'd be like, hey, you didn't do anything, right? So <laughs> right. what are boys taught? A double standard. Right. And, and how does that carry over when boys become men? Mm-hmm. You know That's very I mean? true. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, we're, 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 we're running up against it. It is not over, and I hope it doesn't disappear anytime soon. Yeah. But I hope they come up with some reasonable It's, it's a narrative that we need to talk about. I do wonder if, I don't know if, let's say, Charlie Rose should never, ever, you know, appear on whatever again. Now, and I don't know if Lucy C.K. The difference between a comedian, <coughs> though, and a is. newscaster. Yeah. If he can come back as, because I'm trying to think of other people who had whatever issues they had in, yeah. in public life, yeah. um, who managed to bring it back. I mean, you know, what's his name? Um, Iron Man. <laughs> oh, Robert Downey. Robert Downey. But Downey had, hurt himself. He's had so many problems yeah. over the years and took a little time off and yeah. then took a little more time off and then took a little more time mm-hmm. off, and then he was allowed to come back. Well, right. he had to come back in a certain way. He couldn't right. just yeah. jump back in and say, oh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're just going. He had to be somebody who you were looking at the whole time consciously going, Drug addict. <laughs> yeah. Boy's got a problem. Right. And it fit within his character. So yeah. when he came back as Iron Man, it was yeah. the perfect thing because he's got yeah. a character. And, and, the, and the American narrative, we love the redemption story. Yeah. The boy who, you know, who w- went wayward, but then he came back and did whatever. As long, but that narrative doesn't fit when you hurt someone else. Right. Like I think about Mike Tirico. Yeah. Mike Tirico, mm-hmm. because I'm a sports fan, mm-hmm. he's a uh, anchor on um, ESPN. Uh-huh. And there are tons of uh, allegations by women, like Mike Tirico, you know, mm. just was inappropriate mm. and did this and did that. But 
it didn't, just like the kindling, no. it didn't catch fire. Right. No. And um, there was a couple of other folks. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, um, Marv Albert. <clears throat> Marv Albert was caught, you know, oh. having, remember a long, long time ago, kinky yeah. sex or whatever? And, oh. And, um, <laughs> but then, you know, back but then, he was suspended, was the and then he came thing. back. Mm-hmm. So, right, right. So, but people so people weren't held accountable back then, and I think right. the internet has changed things as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think about Clarence Thomas and the yeah. whole Anita Hill. I remember that very re- well. Oh, I felt so bad because <laughs> it seemed pretty clear that yeah. at least it should be investigated, and yeah. it was tried in the media yeah. and pushed. You know, it was all put on her, mm-hmm. and there was. You know, benefit of a doubt. You know, like benefit of a doubt means you don't investigate, right? Benefit of a what? Yeah, it makes no sense. And I felt I felt so bad for Anita Hill because right. I really believed Anita Hill. I remember I was working at Forbes magazine at the time, and we were listening to the radio mm-hmm. while all of this was going on. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that no one else came forward except Anita, Anita Hill. I think that sort of hurt her. And of course, I think America was still very conservative at the time. Although a year later, we would elect Bill Clinton. Um, you know, well, just that happened. back and forth. I, I called for it before. I'll call for it again. Truth and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Because I agree with you. I think men need to feel like <clears throat> it's time to step up and say, you know, I did. Or, I mean, even last week when we did the podcast, I mm-hmm. said, if there's anybody I've ever who's ever known me, any woman mm-hmm. who's got a story, I give you full permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not going to attack you. Yeah. I may say, I don't remember. I might not remember. You know, I'll include myself. But I'm going to try and own it. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not trying to claim that it's mm-hmm. just that one creepy guy and that's it. Yeah. No. Right. I mean, I'll include right. myself. I don't think that I've ever mistreated a woman um, badly oh, I or know I have. I know I have. I don't know what lines it crossed. Yeah. And yeah. maybe I wasn't willing to look at that. Yeah. I'm totally willing to put it out there because I, for one reason, yeah. I think I'm on the Franken side. I think I'm way on the Franken side of the equation. I didn't even do what he did, mm-hmm. but, you know, have I ever grabbed? Have I ever whatever? Can uh, I give you an, an interesting example? Yeah, please, because please, This please, is somebody please, we please. both know, but I won't say her name because she's not here and hasn't given us permission sure, to. Sure, sure. But she's in a production. Her director is gay. Okay. Mm-hmm. He makes inappropriate comments oh. about her, um, says she doesn't show her body enough. Um, mm-hmm. She's very attractive, made a comment about her boobs. Now, this wasn't a mm-hmm. man coming on to a woman, mm-hmm. but he was making derogatory sexual sure. comments to her. What about that? Right. And can you that's imagine exactly, a man exactly in right. that situation, <coughs> a man in that situation being treated that way? Mm-hmm. Right. How would it be responded to? Right. Or let's say or a man given true. preferential treatment by, let's say, I don't know, a gay man. Right. And, you know, that being uh, detrimental to the production or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. past week, it's interesting. Uh, we had a, uh, a mandatory uh, workplace harassment training mm-hmm. where they talked about sexual oh, harassment work. or whatever. Okay. Yeah, at work. And it's mandatory. It's yeah. one of those things where we have to do it once every two years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is really timely <laughs> considering mm-hmm. everything that's been going on. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It swings um, both ways. Well, I heard a woman in the news say, because she does the trainings, and she said, you know, the number one problem, mm-hmm. we do these trainings. And she said, right <coughs> now, the call for that is increased four or five mm-hmm. times. I bet. Yeah. So it's huge. And she said, the bosses don't sit in. The bosses don't take the They're the ones who need it. I mean, th- those are the folks well, in power. Well, they need to be aware of because yeah. um, there's a wonderful – there was a law change. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Scandinavia somewhere, one of those countries yeah. where they changed the law about prostitution. Mm-hmm. Unlike all the efforts to do this where you took the focus off of the women – you know, uh, criminalizing the women. Mm-hmm. That's been done. 
This one, they did a maybe a couple of years where they did trainings with police, really made an effort to go, this wow. is Jane. She's a human being. Wow. You need to treat her like one. Yeah. This guy is illegal. He's a criminal. Mm-hmm. Wow. You need to go after him. Wow. Right. And the stats on it are insane. Wow. I mean, it turned it around like nobody else has done. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, in our office, we have a thing called FOP, F-O-P-P, First Offender Prostitution Program, where first-time offenders are paid, they have to pay a $500 fee, at least it was mm-hmm. in early uh, 2000, it may have gone up, and they have to take a mandatory one-day class, basically don't do it again, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and it, but you must be a first-time offender Male if you do it female. again. Male. Okay. Th- these are the Johns. Okay. Mm-hmm. The women, from my understanding, it's been a while because I'm in white-collar crime now, but mm-hmm. when I was there... We didn't prosecute the women because we wanted to get them into a program called the EIPP program, right. Early yeah. Intervention uh, Prostitution Program, yeah. to, to help them better their lives and to get right. them away from usually mm-hmm. their pimps and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I think the, the the game has changed now. There are a lot of women who are sort of doing their own thing yeah. mm-hmm. online, you know, yeah, little peep really shows different. and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, for those who are true victims right. um and I, I, when i say that I'm, I'm talking about those who aren't saying hey i'm independently doing this on my own right. i'm taking the risk on my own right. i'm talking about those who are pushed by pimps right hey go do this they are the true victims but you know we need to true you know prosecute the perpetrators mm-hmm. so yeah oh yeah no it's 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 a <laughs> it's a mess it's not going to change and the, mm-hmm. the change well like the franken <clears throat> thing the first thing i heard and there's a friend actually have a a lot of respect for <laughs> Franken needs to step down and they need to replace him with a woman. And I said, okay, oh, that's number one, I think Franken needs to be accused of something and the uh, response needs to be yeah. appropriate to that. But number two, I will throw Franken under the bus. If we're going to get every guy that's on that spectrum mm-hmm. and replace them with women, I would love to see Congress and it would, you yeah. would 50% of Congress yeah. would flip. I, I, you know, the only – it would be a political football where the Republicans would, you know, hey, can you find some dirt on Democrats? Mm-hmm. And Democrats would say, hey, can you find dirt on the Republicans? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden sexual harassment becomes a political football. Yeah. Right. And that becomes the real issue yeah. other than the actually actual victims it. and actually addressing the issue. And I, and I look at it as a philosophical mm-hmm. – are you okay, Marla? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I look at it as a, as a as almost a psychological issue, like what – you know, how are boys taught – Right. And how do men relate mm-hmm. to women? You know, mm-hmm. does it mean that if a woman yeah. is extremely attractive, you know, just has a hour shaped figure, then I can no longer think of her as a real human being? Right. You know, um, then I'm getting permission. I think the yeah. bigger picture, you they they're barely touching the surface right. mm-hmm. with the big names. If you look at sex trafficking in the Bay Area, it's mm-hmm. like. We are one of the highest areas for sex trafficking in America. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a deeper problem because mm-hmm. these young children yeah. mm-hmm. aren't usually being um, taken advantage of by women. Right. That's exactly right. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it has to do with, um, I think, you know how we talk about um, white privilege? Sure. There's the such a thing as a as man privilege. Oh, of course, male privilege. So yes. male, yeah. male men usually think like they they claim a woman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I have sex with you one time. You're mine. Nobody else's. Mm-hmm. You're you know. Yeah, who so you that talking whole about? Attitude. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. is kind of pervasive. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I mean, I, I look at R. Kelly, and uh, you know, and the women. <laughs> you know, the parents <laughs> are the ones who are saying, "Hey, this is wrong," but unfortunately. 
all of the girls, I could say women, but, you know, a lot of them are girls, are like, right. well, no, everything's fine. And, you know, he and I are living a wonderful, you know, it's it's just really, really creepy. But I just wish that the women would come forward so the law enforcement could actually do something about it. Because if, if they don't claim to be a victim. But, yeah, know, what, but, but it happen? definitely stretches beyond Very law true. enforcement. Yeah. We, yeah. we need we need a. We need to shift awareness, yeah. and I think it's beginning, mm-hmm. and hopefully we won't get too far distracted mm-hmm. off of it, because I don't care how many women Charlie Rose did whatever with. Right. We've you know identified that. He's been taken down. Mm-hmm. If it's something prosecutable, please go after him. Yeah. But more importantly, in the workplace, mm-hmm. a woman should be – if I'm going to exactly. say I'm going to hire a woman, yeah. and I can't make the place safe, safe for right. her, then – then she should be able to go to somebody and go, you know what? This is not a safe place. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's scarier, though, than it seems like it should be that way, even with all the the required training and everything. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm trying to think of the actor, and I can't remember his name. He's a black actor, really big and built, who plays a lot of comedy Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Cruz, Terry Cruz. He spoke out about. Because um, he was sexually uh, harassed by a man. He was about to uh, punch. Oh, right. Yeah, he was about to punch a guy. He said, I couldn't. Yeah. He he said, I was, when it came down to it, I I couldn't say anything at the time. Right. Right. I, yeah, yeah, I saw that interview with Terry Crews, and he, his wife had to pull him away because yeah. mm-hmm. he was going to punch this guy who yeah. was, I guess, punching, you know, tweaking yeah, his yeah. butt and, and all that sort of stuff. A producer who felt entitled. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, it's not only um, a man looking at a woman, but a director in the industry. Right, sure. Um, a director looking, as I can tell these people, because they're here doing my show yeah. most mm-hmm. of the time for free because yeah. even – a few yeah. hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about <laughs> Mia, but no, I'm no, talking no, no, about no. a show that goes yeah. on for sure, months. Sure, sure, sure. And you have 16 shows in a month, that yeah. kind of show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they take control of the actors and expect if you're not right. here in these hours <coughs> and if you're not doing that, yeah. I'm in control. I'm mm-hmm. in control. Yeah. They feel like they can do anything. Yeah, and I, I think because – I'll tell you a funny story about Nia. So there was one actress who had auditioned for Nia, and she came into my living room and did a personal audition for me. Mm-hmm. And I had to think to myself, she's 21 years old. She had just come out of college. Mm-hmm. I I could have been a sleaze bag and yes. just totally took advantage of her or yeah. whatever. Imagine the courage it took for her. I'm not even sure if she even thought about it. But she was like, yeah, I'll she come to your place. It, she yeah. probably didn't think about it. Ima- could you imagine being 21 years old and having some guy saying, hey, I want you to come to my private apartment and do an audition for me? Yeah, and that's normally a no. Exactly. That. <laughs> that's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, I had asked her to, hey, just send me a clip and whatever. And she was like, well, I'm in town, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, if you, know, if you want to come over or whatever. I have to say on the other side, Reg, yeah. as a man, you have to be careful because right. she could have accused you of anything. That's sure. it. Yeah, you're okay. absolutely right. right. In that on situation, the other side, you do yeah. have to be inviting, careful. And I was going to say you could have invited me over, but in that situation, no, you'd actually want to invite a woman yeah. to sit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sit over there and just stack paper and mm-hmm. just be a witness be yeah. that everything yeah. is on the up and Thank up. Thank you. You know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Before we get into our uh, narrative, our uh, origin story of you, because you have a son, and I do. do you talk to him about how to approach women, or did you know he's an adult now? But have you did you have that talk? Well, I mean, as far I mean, there's a, there are two different types of that talk yeah. when it comes to black men. Like, how do you deal with cops, and how yeah. do you deal with women? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had um, a number. It, ha- it, w- it has to happen constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because not only do you have to teach them how to treat women, but you also have to teach them in this t- day and age because m- young girls and boys get molested. Yeah. How to um, keep themselves with people mm-hmm. and know when they are being treated inappropriately. Right. So, I mean, I think um, in seeing my life, in my life, I've had I've had a number of abusive relationships. My mm. son, unfortunately, saw some bad things, and I, he formed an opinion um, about who he didn't want to be in yeah. a good way. Good. So, um, not that the experience was good, yeah. but I did. It did well, he help saw him he saw some bad. Ex- he saw what, what not to be, and then yeah. you could talk about it, right? Oh yeah, we talk. We're best friends. We talk about everything. Mm-hmm. He's twenty eight now, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's solid, and he treats women well. He usually goes through something where women, <laughs> young girls, um, aren't used to boys his age treating them well. Most, uh, it's really quite interesting. I find yeah. that a lot of girls are very mistreated by the boys they see. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, and he's very nice and kind and uh, treats them respectfully. Yeah, as he should. You know, I think it's credited to. Um, just the relationship between I've, I've had so many women in my life that I've dated say, I'm not going to date a man who doesn't treat his mother well. Mm. And usually they yeah. say that is the, the barometer. You never heard that before, Norman? And, and I'm just shocked because, I mean, if you could see my face right now, I was like, what? I'm sorry. I mean, I not a mama's in, boy. I, no, I just grew up in a world <laughs> yeah. where, you know, my mama would have done something. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's not like my mother didn't go through her share of abuse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she definitely went through her share and mine, of abuse. And mine, too. But um, what she, especially from what she would expect from children and children's behavior, yeah, it was really clear. So I got out in the world, even as a teen, kind of looking around going, how do people act? like they act right how do you mm-hmm. do that in yeah. this time and age yeah how do you do the things you do because my mama would have never let that allowed fly. it right right yeah. exactly and i've seen mothers treat their sons especially in a single mother relationship so well that the son uh, you know manipulates the mother mm-hmm. right. where oh, yeah. you know it's like oh well you know mama's not going to beat me i'm just going to treat whatever and then they treat their girlfriends oh, that way i saw as i was riding today saw a kid <clears> at a it was a a driveway yeah. with a chain mm-hmm. to close off the driveway. Mm-hmm. And the post was not well seated, so mm-hmm. it was really shaky. Mm-hmm. The kid's sitting there shaking the chain back mm-hmm. and forth, just blah, 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 blah. Daddy's saying, don't do that. Oh, and the God. kid is laughing gleefully. And mm-hmm. the more strident daddy gets, mm-hmm. the more gleefully mm-hmm. the kid is. Yeah. How old do you think the kid was? The kid was maybe four. Oh, oh. okay. And daddy <laughs> comes over, and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to see something. Yay. No. <laughs> Daddy picks him up, tickles him on his oh, belly. Ha, 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 ha. I told you not to do that. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's it. Maybe you don't need to go for the public yeah. beating. But <laughs> maybe that is a little. We've t- yeah, we've totally talked about this. I mean, I, <laughs> not that I, I don't want to, I don't want to endorse corporal punishment. But, uh, and it's funny, Sally and I have talked about this because we talked about how we're going to raise a child. And I'm like, listen, I'm kind of tough. She's like, good, I'm tough too. Right, so, right, mm-hmm. right. Did you, you, I'm sure you've had to be. A I was tough. quite tough, um, yeah. but I find that so you have to adjust to the child. Yeah. So I have my daughter, mm-hmm. and I have my son, mm-hmm. and my daughter hated pain. Yeah. So she would usually be very well. I wouldn't have to spank her, maybe not even once a year, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, however, she turned out to be pretty sneaky. She can be sneaky sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, but my son required a spanking every three months to remind him of who he was. Yeah. Um, because he would really push the buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would. 
It's tough, you know. Boy, boys are tough. Black mm-hmm. boys are tough. Mm-hmm. I should know. Mm-hmm. Before Let's we get to the origin story, just yes. uh, and I'll hit this again at the end, but mm-hmm. um, maybe what you're talking about is that stories from silence, an American dream play. They say we're it's a utopia theater. We're not mm-hmm. historians. We are humans. We are artists, and we are compassionate advocates of social justice. Join us as we explore American communities, past and present, through the perspective of those who have been silenced. Hmm. And that'll start uh, that might be. week from. It'll start Thursday. It's soon, right? Yeah. Six shows at the Piano Fight in the city. Huh. So right on. Me too. That sounds was really what inspired interesting. This. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like we got an early, early shout out. Mm-hmm. So. Let's have an origin story. How did you get involved in theater? Oh, wow. Theater. When I was a child. So, first of all, I think I told you I was raised in a religious cult. Um, uh, I've got a musical family on both sides of my family. I wasn't raised with my father, but um, he and my brothers on his side of the family, the Hartfield brothers, are very much, were very much into the gospel scene and the... Mm. uh, And they put out some records, too. Yeah, they put out some records. My mother was a soprano, a high soprano, also a vocalist. And so I have some uh, trickles of my, some of my brothers and my sister who also sang and played. Um, when I was about seven, my first gig was mm-hmm. at, in Mexico, Taos, New Mexico, mm-hmm. and in a bar. And we sang for our money. And mm-hmm. that's how, how old were you? You were seven? seven, yeah. In a bar. In okay. a bar, yeah. yeah. In a big uh, traditional <laughs> Mexican Yeah. Well, it was a different time. It was a religious that's cult. True. Just like yeah, I think Jones. the cult told you or mandated that you and I guess the others to do this. Well, I mean, we had to make money. There were we yeah. just did certain things to make money. Sure, and that was sure. One of the ways. So that's that's my first performance. Mm. Um, theater didn't happen until um, my mother kind of became more uh, stable. Got away from the cult. She was an older mother. Went mm-hmm. through a lot. So the the, the ending up in the cult almost seemed logical in that time frame of freedom, you know, um, peace and love and freedom. Um, My mom's white, and we came home to take care of my grandmother and my grandfather, who was dying. Mm -hmm. He was 91 and had now kind of mental. But we came home, and um, when I got into high school, not junior high, because I had actually never really been to school until the sixth grade. Hmm. Wow, that's Um, amazing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's very amazing that I I'm normal, kind of, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, um, I mean, but articulate. Go ahead, yeah. I yeah. Mean, thank yeah. you. Um, so I getting into high school, I went to Pittsburgh High over the hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A great, great, great. Mr. Cross, who's now passed away, he was a great, great theater teacher. Hmm. We had we were very fortunate. We had a 2,000 seat theater with a full orchestra pit, mm-hmm. very professional style, and he could he put on full performances very yeah. professionally. And that was my first um, exposure to really good theater. Did they uh, teach, like, the basics, like, beats and objectives and breaking down a scene and that sort of stuff? Or did you get that stuff later? I got that later. It was more, I don't know, you know, he just taught so well. It was during the production. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd Um, be amazed. I can't imagine there I imagine the majority of high school theater teachers probably don't get into a lot of you know, being scenes, yeah. beats, things like but that. But then, you know, I didn't take any of the acting classes. So who knows? That might have happened in the acting classes. Yeah. I was just, um, I just, I was a singer. I was in the choir. Mm. And then I auditioned and I got a part, you know. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. What was your first part? Uh, 
Let's see. Actually, I think it was Estrada. So I'm a full circle. <laughs> All I right. did Pippin in high school. Oh, yeah. So I played Estrada. So it's full circle around yeah. here. I am at Estrada at the appropriate age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. I did yeah. Pippin at NYU. As a matter of fact, Jesse Martin and um, the woman who was in ER, um, Chandra, Chandra Wilson. Mm-hmm. She called herself Chandra Dew Wilson at the time. Mm. But um, yeah, so I remember that. So how did you get into the army? When did you when did you enlist? Mm. Uh, I listed while in my senior year of high school. Okay. Mm. I didn't really okay. If you look at my, how I was brought up, so mm-hmm. you see there was probably not much direction. Mm-hmm. I was probably behind in my studies, although I did graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, so no one really taught me that I could go on to college. That I was smart enough mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, all of that. So. I chose the military. I was going to go into the Marines, but their bus didn't show up. Mm. Oh. So the army truck showed up. And I was like, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. was in there for seven years. Wow. Was it a, I, I mean, you told us some, you know, not so great experiences, but how overall, what was the experience of um, um, it being in the army? I originally loved the military as mm-hmm. a single person. Um, I went in, I reclassified. I went in as an administrative specialist, and then I reclassified as a broadcast journalist. Wow. Mm. So I ended up being radio and television. Nice. Oh, so you've done stuff like this. Oh, yeah. yeah, Okay, cool. I was a news anchor in uh, Fort Hood, Texas. Nice. And Mm. um, have done radio and Mm -hmm. and that. Yeah. All of that. Um, In the military, all of the branches go to school together for that. Mm -hmm. And um, you learn everything. You don't just learn how to be on air or whatever. You learn how to be a director, producer, how to do the sound, Mm -hmm. how to do the cameras, everything. You have to be able to do it all. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was uh, a fun time. I love that. Yeah. Hmm. But Anything b- creative. And it's interesting, that didn't, uh, because you could have used that to go on to pursue broadcasting, but uh, I guess that didn't really, was that some, that wasn't a bug that, that bit you. Yeah, well, I was a little turned off because the ticker tape, the news is all bad. I, mm. I mm-hmm. Honestly, I couldn't take it, mm-hmm. doing the news, yeah. seeing all that live news that you know, not e- barely one percent is reported, but all this other—you're st- seeing all this stuff come yeah. in. It was ugly. Yeah. Um, and and you were, you did this during what was it the late eighties, nineties? Um, let's see. Yeah, because I got out in ninety. So okay. yeah, it was. It was right around the time of the twenty-four-seven, like the emergence of CNN and the emergence of twenty-four-seven news. Yeah, there was. It was just now there were yeah. the VJs like and all that was becoming really popular. Right. There yeah. wasn't a lot. Okay. Not like now. There's yeah. a lot of opportunities now. But for me, it was um, the military does not prepare you to go back into civilian right. world. Hmm. Um, I had just had um, Norman's smiling because he's also military. I, I also <laughs> army. Oh, okay. I and also I, went and there's in a right lack of preparation, school. right? In and getting out. for my job, what they called they had four specialties in the military. When I came out, it turned out all of that was a job. Mm-hmm. You know, in in civilian world, and it's like oh, I'm not going back and learning all that. Nope. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so they I don't knew my really. Little piece and that's what I knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they don't really. I was a single parent by this time. What a shame. And yeah, I was stuck in Texas, which there mm. was nothing going on. I ended up having to work at Red Lobster. Now, <laughs> it was. <laughs> were you? Were you ever? Because my dad was in. My dad was stationed at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Do you, were you there? I was at Fort Hood, Texas. You was in Fort Hood, Texas. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he talked about the uh, the massive racism that was there. But that was back in nine, in the sixties. Uh, did you have to yeah. deal with any of that uh, racism, um, either in Texas or in the Army, or you know, or racism or sexism? 
Well, you always <laughs> sexism. Yeah. I mean, right. Uh, the the ratio of men to women in the military, especially at Fort Hood, was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but you, looking back now, when you're young, you don't really look at it as sexism. You look at those men, or they, you're walking down the street whistling at you as mm. ah, you know, you're little, you're young. You're not really yeah thinking of it that way. Now mm. it would probably be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, I hear you. But when you're young, it's a little bit different. But yeah, there's a lot of that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear I'm you. sure. How did you uh, get into theater in the Bay Area? Well, that so I decided. I had put my life on hold in that area mm-hmm. to raise my kids, and I was kind of fearful. I didn't know what it was really like, you know, outside, because I did theater in the military as well. I was wondering, yeah. Yeah, the, um, Korea. I was stationed in Korea, mm-hmm. and they had a did, Were you in yeah, Yongsan? Camp Casey. Okay, Camp Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a great theater program in Yongsan, and mm-hmm. I did um, two shows, and I, I actually looked back at it really wonderfully because they cast me as the lead in both. It was The Music mm. Man and mm. um, Anything Goes. Mm-hmm. And that was very progressive for mm-hmm. that time right, period right. to put a black woman in the lead uh, role. Yeah. So um, that well, was you really You must have did it because you were good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I love I love old musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said, what? Did, how did I get back in? Well, so, yeah, um, and how did you it was get to just the Bay this year in April. Start doing it here. In April is when I started auditioning. I decided, okay, what I'm going to do. I'm older now. I have no idea. I have been singing. I've Mm -hmm. been. I consider myself a vocalist. I've Mm -hmm. been singing in Mm -hmm. church, doing background singing for people, Mm. um, that kind of thing. So, you know, I knew I could sing, but I didn't know what the community was like. Now, my son has been in theater, and he's a great actor. But he's straight Mm -hmm. plays, no musicals. Mm -hmm. And he had been moving around, doing, moving up, and um, making money doing it. Is he equity? Uh, no, he's not equity. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But he ca- well, casted at equity theaters. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of turned off by the business right now, though. Mm. Um, and that's the African-American thing. We right. can talk about that. Sure, yeah, sure, sure, please. Um, so I decided, I saw a little posting on Facebook that said, um, audition workshop out in Pacifica at Spindrift Theater. Oh, right, yes. So I went. And it was wonderful because it said, oh, here's how you do a resume for theater, and here's how you mm-hmm. stand when you come in, and here's how you give your music to the the, the accompanist, and this mm-hmm. is how you do that. And it was mm-hmm. – I needed that. I needed mm-hmm. all those basics. Yeah. We were talking about this. Like, for you, it was logical, but yeah. for me, I didn't go yeah. to theater school. And we had this conversation <laughs> during – because we had a uh, li- little Nia postcast party, and I was mm-hmm. amazed that when I uh, did the – when I was part of the auditions for the musical cafe for the uh, fall as a creative, mm-hmm. I'm looking at these resumes and I'm like, wow, very little of it was standard. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there were some folks who didn't have their headshots. There were some folks who mm-hmm. had like, I don't know, three, four, five pages of, of stuff. Wow. Just everything under the sun mm-hmm. and just the unprofessionalism. And I was like, wow. The, I mean, people don't know the basics. No. Mm-hmm. And here you are. You just began in April. I would have never guessed that. I would have said, hey, you've spent a couple of years doing mm-hmm. it. And not just, you know, the uh, the resume, but just, you know, your professionalism. And that's one of the reasons why I had contacted you before I even got on the BART heading home. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank so, um, no, that's that's fantastic. So what was it? Uh, something must have happened in April that said, hey, I want to jump into theater again. I mean, was there anything? Well, what brought you to the Bay Area? Well, I, I kind of grew up here Okay. Um, from when me and my mom moved to Pittsburgh. Um, ah, okay. But after the military, I moved away. Mm-hmm. I, so I came back. and um, But I've only been in Oakland since about 2012. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, I'm a Bay, I guess, I, I call myself yeah. an you everywhere know, person, like but I'm very Bay Area-based, yeah. 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 Um, so something caught your attention this year, and you went, I'm ready well to Well, I turned 50 in, in uh, six 2016. Never would you have guessed. never guessed that? No. Never would have guessed that. <laughs> oh, she said the grown son. I was like, <laughs> uh, is there an appropriate way to bring this to the Exactly. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I turned and 50. She, and I had her play a high school. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I no, like, not college. college. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Um, well, so I started auditioning, and um, I actually auditioned for Spindrift and for Into the Woods, and they cast me as some little roles. And you know, I had to really think about it because one, I was traveling so far, and I and mm-hmm. right when I was said, okay, I'm going to have to make up my mind soon. Auditions for Hair came in San Francisco. Right, <gasps> Hair. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to this <laughs> this audition. And it's funny, something I do is I'll go to audition and I'll see they post the callback date. I, I if I feel like this is what I want, I put the callback date on my calendar. And every time I oh, do that, I get the role. Anticipating <laughs> that you are going to be called back. Hey, there, there you go. That's what I, you and every do. time I do it, it d- that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I auditioned for hair, and um, I actually got I got called back. Mm-hmm. Um, audi- but I got a role for tribe, and I didn't get a lead. I wasn't going for a lead. I was just going. I wanted to be on the in the tribe, right? Right, right. And then a week later, they tell me that the person that they chose for Dion dropped out, and so they I got the Dion role. Hmm. It's funny because that's kind of some, my theme here hmm. um, for a couple of things, but I don't care because <laughs> I just want to do theater, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel privileged um, that I've gotten a callback every place I've gone. And mm-hmm. I've usually gotten a role unless I've turned it down. Mm-hmm. And that's not prideful. I just feel like um, it's well, just I mean, my you, time. If you're good, right. I mean, it's not yeah. just, you know, when I give you a compliment, it's, it's really about just your professionals. You know, people, when people come into auditions or when they come into a role, they come not just saying, oh, how goody I got it, but okay, I'm prepared, I'm ready, I'm going, you know, like when you got the script for Polonius, Norman, you, I'm sure you were almost off book before you went into I, when I, I, Yeah, I went into that audition Really prepared, off book. I, right? I had to because it's, it's Shakespeare, it's dense text. I was like, I, right, right. And it's funny because it wasn't speeches, yeah. but it was like 80, 85% Polonius talking right. with a few interjections. Right. So you really had mm-hmm. to create a yeah. narrative. That and you had a set, you had set list of questions for the director. To you know, not really. I mean, not not really. a set list, but I mean, like you, you did have certain like how we're we going to approach this scene and that scene or whatever. Oh no, I wanted to, but no, yeah. no, I didn't get to have those conversations. We, yeah. it was such a short process, I didn't. Yeah. But you were talking about that, and I was thinking, I just heard. Wait a minute, was it here last week? Yeah, the description of um, of the Olympiads mm. audition. Where you just Nick Nick was talking yeah, about that. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like, there are a lot mm. of trained actors who would never be ready for that. Exactly, because it is so improvisational. Mm-hmm. It's so yes, I'm giving you a piece of text, but now I'm asking you to bring something to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just your level of preparation, just knowing, you know, like not only do I want the role, but I can handle it, and I know what to do when I, you know, when mm-hmm. I actually, you know. Go into the rehearsal process. So, and that's well, important. I was scared to death. Yeah, I didn't know what. I mean, I knew uh, as a vocalist, I knew what I was doing vocally. Mm-hmm. Although I couldn't stand that for every show you auditioned for, you have to, you have to choose a song specific for that for that show. Yeah, you know. Right. So I what didn't I have a book or anything ready? Mm-hmm. I was learning my songs the week I was auditioning. Right. Um, 
very last minute because I didn't have any preparation. Um, mm. I don't know if you know Rusty Watson. He's mm -mm, a no. music director at Love Center uh -uh. Church. He's been my vocal um, coach for gospel. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I, I went to him to help me prepare, although I know mm -hmm. I need a musical theater coach as well. But that I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing. But I, what I did was I used auditioning as a learning and an opportunity to learn and perform. That's smart. And the more you audition, the more you get used to doing that and you see how things are done because right. um, they're all done the same way, basically, mm -hmm. wherever you go. Mm -hmm. Some little differences, but um, I found it very interesting. People always look at me I'm like, I'm weird because I love auditioning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of it at all. Good. Um, yeah. But I'm confident in singing. Monologues mm -hmm. might be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because. I'm trying to remember. Did you do a monologue when you no. did the musical? Yes, you, uh, I read from you. Yeah. Uh, I read from a script you guys gave me because I didn't have a monologue. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you did a cold read. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because I found, especially when I did Candide at the DMT, the Douglas Morrison Theater, there were singers who were fantastic singers, but their acting prowess yeah. were little, little, just a little bit off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and, of course, there were great actors mm -hmm. but who, you know, did their best to sing yeah. or right. to sing as professionally as the singers. Yeah. Right. And I'm always amazed at the discrepancy between singers who can't act mm -hmm. or who are not as experienced in acting and also actors who are not experienced in singing. Yeah, and most of the time in musical theater, they'll choose somebody who's a better singer and a mediocre actor. Right. Um, oh, is that? I, th I, yeah. I always theater. thought it was the opposite. A lot of, I think a lot oh, of places no. do. A yeah. lot of places no. do. No, if it's a musical? Yeah. No. Yeah, they don't. I hear you. The songs have to, because the 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 script is worked into the songs. Right. It's yeah. very brief, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Because you know, there are some actors who can sell a song. They may right. not be you know great Absolutely. vocalists, right. but they know how to present themselves. But, but that's and that's part of singing, though. If yeah. You, if you can do that, you know, if a musical director listens and goes, okay, not that solid on the music, but right. is giving me so much to work with. Yeah. That I can work with yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And I was thinking what you were saying, uh, Norman. Uh, a couple of it was a couple of episodes back where you were saying if you're going to cast someone. You would have your best actors be the supporting actors. Oh, always. And mm -hmm. Always. And that's I, a lot of I used to, and it's so funny because I yeah. used to worry about casting those lead roles. Mm -hmm. Once you start really looking at the structure of the script, the story that you're telling, those other roles, like um, in Hamlet, um, Horatio is a fairly good role. Mm -hmm. In um, Romeo and Juliet, it's, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Begins with a B. Um, I don't Can't know. Just yeah. off the top of my head. <laughs> Bernardo? No, not Bernardo. Um, he, but he's there. He's one of the first people you see. Yeah. And one of the last people you see. You see him throughout the story as the story goes on. Mm -hmm. Those are big roles. Mm -hmm. Those roles need somebody who's solid, who's comfortable on mm -hmm. stage, who can shift mm -hmm. and give those other scenes, those other actors, those other characters what they need mm -hmm. to play mm -hmm. off of. So that you, hopefully, so your audience at the end is feeling it. And it's that thing with, don't worry about trying to cry. The script says you have to cry on stage. Don't worry about trying to cry on mm -hmm. stage. If you can feel it to the yeah. extent that you make the audience cry, mm -hmm. that's way more important than us watching you squeeze a tear out mm -hmm. on stage. Right, right. Those sorts of characters are the same thing. You need that. So, so I, yeah, I'd rather have a Romeo and Juliet who are pretty and can't act. <laughs> Because all my solid actors are the other characters, yeah. then make the mistake of taking a solid actor and putting them in Romeo or Juliet, yeah. and every scene that isn't 
about them mm-hmm. or that they're not the engine driving yeah. is going to fall flat. My nerves better be really good. Yeah. You know? Now, mm-hmm. if you have to direct a musical, and let's say you have to choose between a great actor who could sort of sing but not quite, but a great singer who could sort of act. When you talked about us having you on today, I was thinking – Good. We'll talk some about musical theater because honestly, no. If, if, when it comes to a musical, I want to be an actor. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be the director making those choices. Mm-hmm. And the difference between the director and the musical director is huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if definitely. I were a director, I'd want my musical director in my ear telling me, "I don't care what you like about her. I need her to do this." Okay. Well, then we're going to add some extra time so y'all can get what you need. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. When the show goes up. That music better be what goes into people's hearts. That music yeah. better be right. what makes people feel. Right. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So, what type of formal um, training at all? I mean, you may have only had the training from the the shows that you've done, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as far as just you know when you get a script and how you handle it and how you I don't know like get off book or um, how you analyze a script. Have you had any? Uh, no. guidance at all no that, that's amazing yeah, yeah no that's, training that's just fantastic um i i'd have to say i'm just the all natural um what i what i do is um i learned a lot from my son yeah mm. he, but he's also he has a photographic memory mm-hmm. i do as well i do best when i have a clear script and um i read it over and over and over and over and over and over because mm-hmm. i see it in my head yeah, I see my script in my yeah. head. But even I when we did Nia, you know, you had pl- you had some specific questions that an actor would ask, like, um, "What's my motivation for this?" And mm-hmm. this doesn't sound right. And what's happening here? Hmm. Yeah, I think that um, we had some really good exercises in my first production, Hair, because mm-hmm. uh, as a tr- Hair is known for having to become a tribe. Right. And so we had to become a very cohesive unit, mm-hmm. and we did. It was very successful. In fact, our choreographer won a TBA recently, Yay. Jennifer Lee Ho. All right. And um, she was the original uh, in San Francisco's hair in 69. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. And then we had another uh, lady also as well from the West Coast uh, production of hair in 69 as well. Yeah. Hmm. And then Michael Moore. All, all the, the people that yeah. were originally involved came and saw it. And it was mm. really wonderful. I even went, met one of the original Dion's. Anyway, so mm. we did a lot of exercises in here to me, and I was working with a lot of experienced, more experienced actors in the yeah. Bay Area than yeah. mm-hmm. myself yeah, mm-hmm. cool. that have been doing this for a lot longer than yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I watch. I usually will watch, and I'll keep something in my head. Oh, okay, that's what we do. Yeah. And we did. We um, we ha- Because our characters aren't described too well in here, we had to come up with our own background. And oh, yeah. so we oh, created good. that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I just pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're coming close to the hour, I don't want to, because I know we wanted to talk about black theater, or um, yeah. I don't want to say the demise of black theater, but, you know, we talked off mic about Lorraine Hansberry and the Black Repertory Theater and a couple of other. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ubuntu is doing good. Can I count Ubuntu as being a black theater company? That's where my son started. They're, they're post-racial. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's this? My son, William Peoples. Oh! Do you know Will? Was he in... Um, he was in everything. He was in everything between no, in the last couple of years. But he wasn't in uh, Death of a Salesman. Was he in Death that of a Salesman? That was in January. No, because no. he's on, no, he's on the East Coast, Hodgson. right? No, he wasn't in Death of a Salesman, but he was within all of was the Was he other in uh, the, com- the show up in Marine? Native Sun. He was the Black Rat. Oh. Did you see it? I did not. No? Small World, yeah. huh? 
Yeah. I'm sure you know who he is. You'd probably know his face. He has been. Well, I just got to know the company. So. Oh, M- yeah. Michael Moran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they're wonderful. Um, yeah. They have. I, I don't know that I call them a black theater. company. No, they're not no, a black company. Okay. If they were truly something called post-racial. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they're an example of that. That they're, was their intent, though. Yeah, that yeah. is, and they're. But yeah. what what I love about it is they're very conscious mm-hmm. about. They make sure they make the effort to get people on stage, to get people involved in the story, yeah. mm-hmm. and that they're willing to hear that kind of pushback that comes when it's like, wait a minute, you don't know what we're talking about, or you don't know where we're going with this. Yeah. Um, no, they're, it's it's a wonderful company. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think you and I, we were talking about just the black actor having a hard time, let's say, getting roles, unless it is a, you know, uh, the stereotypical black role. Like, right. you know, I've had... Directors say, "Oh, we're doing fences, Reg. I'm looking at you. Yeah, and, uh, we're so going to do um, Porgy and Bess. Right. And it's like, How okay, much is there anything else? <laughs> well, we, we can we can go on and on. You know, there's no so go well, for so, it. Well, so okay, I have a couple of things I would like to point out. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and it's th- one of the things is that when I first started auditioning, one of my first auditions was out in Sunnyvale, and it was for Annie. Yeah. I, I was just going for one of the. Um, three sisters i mm-hmm. really didn't care about it much but mm-hmm. i just wanted to get a role because yeah. i was trying to get something on my right. resume and when i left the audition i <laughs> the woman said oh it's really too bad we just did ragtime oh god mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah maybe i don't want to do ragtime right you know that right. kind of thing okay that's one thing um th- it is true that most auditions i go to i'm the only person of color mm-hmm. especially women mm-hmm. right you see tricklings of men but um, then the other thing I'd like to point out as well is Beach Blanket Babylon. You mm-hmm. know they got in trouble for how they auditioned, they, how they uh, advertised. Did you know that? No, um, no, tell us. They tell wanted us. people. Um, they won. The, the advertisement said, and it might still be up on that. Oh, that one. It yes, said they, they wanted people with Caucasian features. Ooh. But if you if you feel like you're good, you could still come audition. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now wait a minute. Yeah. I had, I got a callback. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I went, and they they're a very uncomfortable place to audition. Yeah, I'm I'll sure just they are. state that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so this is my thing: is you know it's really big now. They have to state, oh, all ethnicities are welcome. All right. ethnicities are welcome. Um, I have to say, I did get a call back from Broadway by the Bay for um, the Music Man just recently to mm-hmm. um, be the mayor's wife, which is a, not normal. Right. Normally, right. you wouldn't get called back for that right. if they're not trying to approach that. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate that because um, I think it's needed. I I don't like when people look at you and just say you are good for ragtime. I eat a what else is mm-hmm. there? T- tell right. me, what else is there? Yeah, because exactly. in the time of musical theater, right. of all the shows I love, black actors weren't allowed to do these shows. Right, right. So you cannot... You Into not, the woods where you're talking about a world of fairy tale characters. Yes. These, these are not mm-hmm. real people. Right. Right, right. No. Who care, you know, how can you say what ethnicity they are? Right, especially because of most of the shows aren't real people. Right. Um, but even though you look at Hamilton and he completely flipped the script, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. exactly. Um, so I think there's just this thing that you have to be careful of because then what's going to happen is, and it's already happening, mm-hmm. is when they tried to cast in, in the Heights with uh, oh. Caucasian actors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, no, you guys aren't doing this. No, no, no. They actually had to stop the show. Mm-hmm. They had cut mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. No. However, Good. we're expecting them to cast us in Caucasian roles. So I think there's a careful thing. 
However, there's not enough shows yeah. that have well, African Americans or people, yeah. any other people of color as leads. Yeah, I don't think it would ever be appropriate to, let's say, have. I mean, you can't do it, let's say, in. I mean, when you do something like a raisin in the sun. Or fences no, or something like no, that. No, definitely no. Right, exactly. No. So I think you have to be very careful. I yes. understand what you're saying. It's yeah. like I'm saying down the road. There's sure. going to be a point down the road when right. hopefully everything is beige and when we get to post-racial. Yeah, yeah. When we get there. Yeah, and it depends on producers and directors getting out of this box or this this thinking of you know we've talked about it all the time. Norman, you want to walk into it's an audition. And change, you know, like a producer or director may have in their minds. Okay, this is the type that I'm looking for. Right. So I'm looking, just like grocery shopping. Right. You know, this is the type. All of a sudden, someone comes in and does an audition. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Let me mm-hmm. just change my way of thinking. Let me think. Yeah, let me yeah. reconsider. Right. So, and that's what every actor hopes for. That's all I would like is yeah. that give me age appropriate. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Give me, um, but consider me. Look at my talents first, yeah. mm-hmm. and consider me mm-hmm. that way. Over, okay, your your skin is a different color, so I don't think you can play, um, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. whomever. Right. right. No, well, I, I hope the casting people are thinking about it. Yeah. And and I think in terms of this, because you're right, they need to be careful. But really, when you're trying to mix it up, the way to mix it up isn't to take the dominant culture people and put them in the non roles in the minority roles. That's right. not the way to mix it up. No, the way to no. mix it up is go the other direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that needs to be said. Yeah. Because that's the argument. I mean, there are so many little companies that want to do the whiz. It's such a fun show. And I'm like, y'all got no black people. You know that script is nothing but black culture. That is what that script right. is. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're really in love with this story, there's this cute little version, you know, Judy Garland was in it. Y'all could do that. <laughs> right. Do that. Right. But when you got the yellow brick roll comes out and they are the temptations. <laughs> right. They do. That's right. their first yeah. entrance is to yeah. come that's out right. and that's hit right. it. They don't even mm-hmm. sing that first yeah. one. They come out and they just hit it. Bam. Yeah. yeah. And it's the temptations. <laughs> uh, I guess if you wanted to do New Kids on the Block or something, y'all, yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah. Right. And you right. and I have talked about it, Norman. You know, sometimes a director, you know, instead of having the show set in your mind, mm-hmm. just go to like the TBA auditions or the generals or, or whatever, or your auditions. Look at what talent you have. Yes. Yeah. And then decide yes. the show. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I went to the San Jose generals, mm-hmm. got a call for something that just didn't work out, but um, I'm hoping to get. But that's the other thing, too, is I'm not equity. You're basically hoping that you might get an audition. I, you, I, you put in an application. And yeah. Oh, equity's open too. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And and you know, you've been on a win, you've been on a winning streak. You know. With yeah. All, with yeah. All of these things. I've been, been and I'm sure. And people talk yeah. to one another. You know, they'll mm-hmm. say, "Hey, you know, we just had Marla Cox Not here and there." Yeah. There you go. So. Well, what I love is that being cast in Lacage, I got Kajel, and it's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Even though I got called back for Jacqueline, I wanted Kajel because um, of the costumes and. Mm-hmm. You get. I get to be a. I get to be a drag queen. Uh huh. <laughs> I would never call you a drag queen, but yeah. Okay. But but I totally hear you. Yeah. I did have one last question for you. Have you de- because we did have a woman on um, Radhika Rao who talked about being. I don't want to say sexually mistreated, but uh, mistreated as a woman during the rehearsal process. Have you had to go through anything like that at all? Um. Well. I think that doesn't sound like no. 
Yeah, you it's don't not an exact names. no. I've witnessed it happening to some of my fellow actors mm-hmm. a little bit. The, the sexual harassment thing a little yeah. bit from the director. Yeah, mm-hmm. I won't say what show. I've not been in that many. It's you not your show. Have to. Oh, oh but, yeah. But yeah. what I can I think say men is, need to I've hear seen what's the behavior that I've right. seen behavior towards me about for my weight. Mm-hmm. Oh, of which is inappropriate. Yeah. 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 Yes, like um like they don't really want me in the role because I'm too heavy for them. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, it's not necessarily a female thing, but it's still it still right. is a um And it definitely comes at women more than it comes at men. It does. Yeah. yeah. Men are more are more accepted as mm-hmm. uh when they're heavier. So, yeah, but not yet. Not yeah. yet. But yeah. then I'm also different. I'm also older and most people can't mess with me, so. Oh. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, a, a lot of young actresses, I'm yeah. sure, they, they have to develop the, I guess, the uh, the muscle to say, hey, listen, I'm not going to deal with this crap, so mm-hmm. you can't, you can't come well, at you know, me that way. Well, you know, I was honestly shocked. I was the oldest one in the cast of Hair, and I was shocked at the lack of ability, for the, the fear that they had to speak out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would come to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, they called me Mom Marla. Uh. Mom Marla, um. Can you speak on my behalf? You know, wow. because yeah. they well, yeah. just didn't want to approach. It, that, it, but there's that level of respect that we were talking about that you mm-hmm. have for directors and yeah. right. what they can they can either make you or break you in some yeah. senses. Right. Yeah. And, and that's know. another advantage of being equity. I mean, if those are, are considering, you know, equity versus non-equity. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think – I think an equity actress – no producer would, you know, come forward because they would be so worried. Oh, wait a minute. She's union. I, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't mm-hmm. touch her. I can't yeah. approach her that way. Right. There's a level of respect. Yeah. There. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Right. We've hit the one hour mark. Um, shout outs. Yeah. We did one shout out. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated with it. It is a response to the Me Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw and also, did like you that. want to push um, Counting Actors? What was that website, Counting Actors? Um, the next one won't come out until probably next week. Okay. So, um, not That's a wonderful website. The other one was yeah. Grade My Movie, yeah. and I actually looked that up, and we talked a little about that. Um, so, yeah, this is a Utopia, Utopia Theater Project, November 30th to December 9th. Stories from Silence and American Dream Play. And they're performing next Thursday, Friday the 1st, and Saturday the 2nd, and then the following Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 7.30 curtain, so mm. I'm really wondering how that's going to work. I'm sure that we'll be getting ready to do the show, and they'll be holding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or right. we're going to get a lot of late folks, which mm. is fine. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be at the Piano Fight second stage, uh-huh. which is 144 Taylor Street in San Fran. Good old, good old uh, Piano Wonderful. Fight. They're doing yeah. everything. Uh, Marla, you want to push um, uh, the show that you are? Oh, sure, yeah. Marin Musical Theater will Mm -hmm. be playing at the Bell Rose Pippin, um, not till the end of January of 2018. Okay, we've got plenty of time. A lot of time. Yeah. And uh, my show, uh, Civil War Christmas, that uh, we're in two weeks. As a matter of fact, a week from now, I will be on stage, (laughs) guitar in hand. (laughs) Wow. Angry Union soldier that also uh, plays the guitar. And that'll be Civil War Christmas at the Town Hall Theater. Uh, We open, we have our previews um, on November the 30th and the 1st of December. And then we open December the 2nd until the 17th. And we have uh, a couple of uh, double-doubles and matinees, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Check it out. And uh, Playground. Yes. Um, is, uh, so Playground does their, their Monday night series, uh, reading series, short plays. Um, it's the third Monday of the month. It's at Berkeley Rep. Mm-hmm. And I just directed one last Monday. I will be, hopefully, I think I'm directing one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, December 18th is the next one that's coming up. 
So I wanted to make sure I talked about that. Shotgun Players has uh, Black Rider, which is open, um, and they are running oh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, no, they're, they've got some Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so it looks like they are running through December 31st. Um, and this is the piece by Tom Waits and William S. Burroughs. Oh, nice. Um, directed by Mark Jackson. So this is something that they've really been working towards pulling together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, last one I wanted to throw mm-hmm. out there, um, Theater First mm-hmm. is doing a show they call thir- um, Participants. And it's uh, the blurb is, A year after the election, a circle of 15 stories asks, Where were we, mm-hmm. what's now, and what comes next? That's the one I was looking for. Uh-huh. December 3rd through December 23rd, and that'll be up at the Live Oak Theater in Berkeley, Theater First. Theater First, uh, just their last season was a season of original pieces, mm-hmm. and they got them all out there. I also have birthday shout-outs, but I'll get to that. Yeah, well, this is the perfect time for it. I don't have any because uh, I've just been way too busy, but I have a shout-out <laughs> for Paul Danhauser, who is um, – his birthday is – today and he is the husband of uh, jonathan levy who directed me in the chain the musical cafe uh musical that i was in in the spring so um paul danhauser paul and jonathan hope you two lovebirds are uh, doing well on paul's birthday so i i i'm gonna make an effort this week i'm actually gonna send out these two people Mm -hmm. give them a couple of days but these birthday shout outs uh this is the recent group of folks i haven't heard back mm-hmm. so my preface was to say i haven't heard back from anybody but you know when we put our birthday shout outs if we can pro if we can pump your show for you we'd be loved that's we'd right love to do that's that. right um, or if you just have a dream project that you've been thinking about that you want to mm-hmm. get the word out on we'd be happy to do it so this week i've got 10 wow. amy nielsen oh, wow. was a local actress she's now in new york mm-hmm. donald lacy is sort of a hero of oakland not just theater but civil rights um, the Oakland Welcome to Oakland signs now say Love Life, mm-hmm, yeah. and that's him. He was the one who did that um, to honor his daughter. Who oh, was, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's like I think it's been 20 years. I just years saw that online. Yeah. What yeah. happened to the daughter? Uh, she was killed. Oh, wow. She was shot in Oakland. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Coleman Domingo, who mm-hmm. is one of the heroes of Bay Area Theater because he's now like – He's blowing it up. He's on Fear of the Walking Dead. He's directing. He's writing. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. Uh, David Gastner, somebody I went to high school with, and he directs up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Tandiway. Tandiway. Tandiway's right birthday on. is this week. He's on the other end of the uh, spec. Uh, the he's in Chicago, the Detroit, he's Atlanta, Atlanta. Okay, and the he's ATL, been directing and putting dirty. together these incredible shows and yeah. um, sort of musical tributes. Yeah, but other things as well. And I haven't looked at the election, but there was an election. His partner was running for school board. Okay. So oh, I haven't wow. seen awesome. if that happened. Holly Bradford, uh, Bay Area stalwart in theater. Yeah. Uh, Madeline Puccioni, I hope I pronounced that right. She's a playwright. Mm-hmm. C. Kelly Wright, who passes through the Bay Area from time to time, but mm-hmm. she works all over the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a triple threat. Uh, Lizzie Calogero, mm-hmm. um, local actress who is amazing. She's done a lot of work with Shotgun Players, but she's worked other places as well. And Carla Pantoya, um, local Latina actress, uh, director, teacher, of stage combat expert. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. So happy birthday to them all. And if they get back to me, I will get their little birthday wishes Aww. out next week. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anything else you want to add, Marla, before we close it down? Oh. <laughs> we, we, I, hopefully you had fun. I did, yes. Thank you. Fantastic. So I usually have my script, but I think I should have it memorized. I think I'll like uh, Oh, go for it. <laughs> so you can find the Yay. Of course, you're listening to it already, um, but you can find the Yay on uh, all um, – iPhones and iPads on the iPhone, um, the podcast app. That's that purple app that you probably never use. Hopefully you're using it now, but you can tell your friends. For Android users, you can uh, download the SoundCloud app, or you can go on SoundCloud.com, and you can find the A. And just look up the A. I did it today to get the uh, the mm-hmm. link. You, but you can go straight to it. You don't yeah. even have to add anything. Yeah. And I should add, uh, although it you know, goes without saying, if you see us on Facebook, you just click on that picture, boom, and you, it'll just pop it up. It works now. Yeah, Yay! exactly. <laughs> The, uh, the Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you want to um, pimp or, you know, um, broadcast. See, I'm off book already. Line? <laughs> What's my line? It's uh, not that. <laughs> if you, if you want show. to promote your own show or you just want to promote yourself as an actor or as a playwright or as a producer or creative, whatever, come on the show. You know, uh, hit us up on Facebook and we'll take it from there. And we, we got to find a better, better sign off. off. And we are out. 